0: On Wednesday. Good hump day to one and all. Taz and the Moose with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. Number to call, 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Attention, Hotline fans. Pilate on the toes. Mike across the way. Shep as well. Uh, Andrew Bogish with your updates. As we all come to you live from the Rockin' Mortgage by and Loan Studios. Found a better way to mortgage so you can focus on making your new house home. Rocket Mortgage. Push button, get mortgage. Taz Moose with you right up until 9 a.m. Eastern time we go. A lot to get into, a lot to touch upon. What's going on, Taz? How you doing, man?
1: Uh, good, good, Moose. Good. Uh, happy to be here on this Wednesday uh, to bring another great uh, Taz and Moose episode. Uh, David is coming on later on. CBS Sports and CBS Sports HQ MLB analysts are looking forward to talking to Dave later
0: yeah a lot to get into with them yeah, uh, sure. you know whether it be uh you know uh the the playoffs and and that is where we begin and 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 certainly the other series that are going to be upon us the other wildcard game later on tonight between the as and the Rays uh out there in Oakland we'll get into that conversation taz a lot of managerial jobs that are open out there as well um so a lot to get into with Sampson, so we'll touch upon all that with him and last night. Uh, we touched upon it briefly yesterday, kind of giving a, a feel of uh, of who we liked, and you know, talked about the pressure on a Washington team, you know, that had not, uh, you know, it had not been able to advance, have had a lot of regular season success. I think they had to go all the way back to 1924 when they were the Washington Senators, uh, when there was that baseball team. I know this is not the Senators; these are the old Expos <laughs> that they won a decided game to move on in a playoff series. Um and uh, last night trailing three one early and there's a lot of layers to this story. They get the unbelievable comeback in the bottom of the eighth inning uh, against the against Josh Hader, the best the Brewers have in terms of their reliever and their closer. The error by the third by the right fielder as well, and Grisham allowing all three runs to score on the hit by Soto, who's an unbelievable young outfielder for the Washington Nationals, and just the exultation and release by the Nats after that game does go final as Hudson does close it out. Um, You know, faces four batters in the top half of the ninth inning to win it. Strasburg was great. I mean, there's a lot of ways to go, but I really felt good for the Nats last night because you could really tell as an organization when they fell behind early, it was almost a sense of "here we go again."
1: Well, you and I made predictions yesterday. You you felt the Nats would win last night. I thought the Brewers would win last night. So I'm watching the game, and that you know, you know, as you know, we get up early here, so it's tough to stay up late. So I'm like, you know what? Hey, bottom of the eighth, we got this game intact so i go to sleep so yeah. <laughs> i wake up find this all out i watched the you know the end of the game obviously uh, this morning here at the office and i'm like wow uh, i couldn't believe it Hater just fell apart out there and and you touched on it juan juan Soto at 20 years old uh just clutch 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 i mean the kid is just a phenomenon uh just a rope to right field to, and and you, god you got to feel for grisham i mean he's got to keep that ball in front of him that's a gigantic error gigantic error by Trent Grisham so th- that's a tough one for him
0: Yeah, it really is for a guy that that stepped in for Christian Yelich um, and Yelich was very supportive after the game um, and basically said, you know, we wouldn't have been here if it was not for uh, for Trent Grisham stepping in and playing the way that he did. And, you know, you look at Hayter who's been Mr. Strikeout and a dominant closer for the Milwaukee Brewers, Taz, uh, especially down the stretch of the regular season for Milwaukee. You know, you get the broken bat single by Zimmerman, the hit by pitch, the walk, and then all of a sudden Soto comes up and you know Grisham charging the baseball in right field on that hit to right by Soto um and the you know it, it you know you ne- I never really got the decided kind of like overhead look in terms of uh on the initial bounce by the baseball how much did it exactly kick to Grisham's right our left as a viewing audience do you know what I'm saying because yeah, he was be charging the yeah. uh it never really got that sense because he was taking an angle to the baseball Based on, and he's a good outfielder, uh, you know, based on off the bat and everything like that, it seemed like there it, it, it kicked left uh, from our vantage point, right. our viewing angle, um, a little bit. But still, he's got to get out, out in front of it, and he can't let that baseball get by him. Because once that baseball gets by him, then Rendon's going to be able to come all the way around from first base to score. He did, and Soto... You know, uh, you know, intentionally got helped up between second and third to make sure that that third run scored, so the Nats did have the lead.
1: Yeah, and you're right about how the ball bounced in right field. It took a little bit of a funky bounce, but you know, he overran the ball. I mean, he was too aggra- he approached the ball super aggressive. I mean, way too. I mean, I'm armchair quarterback and I'm right field, I guess, but still, he did. I mean, he was overzealous. He was his. He was. He was he probably, uh, Turner probably was like, you know, I, I got I to gotta get this guy out. He was on third or, or second so he could score. But you got to worry about the guy who was on first. <laughs> That's the guy you got to worry about. But he overran the ball. He overran the ball. He was way too aggressive. And the ball did take a little bit of a, a funky hop. But still, if he would have broke down a little bit and had a little more poise out there, I mean, he's a young guy, but he's a hell of a player. I think it was his first. Correct, it was his first error this year so far, right? I mean, yeah, as he stepped in for Yalch. I yep, believe it was. No doubt. Yeah, that's just catastrophic. First and and last of the year for him. Horrible, you
0: know. Yeah, terrible. As as Milwaukee goes home and uh, and they fall and and they fall short, and they, you know. You look at Scherzer, no doubt he was disappointing. Uh, You know, and, you know, there was debate down in Washington should they have given the ball to Scherzer or Strasburg? Strasburg comes out in relief. It was downright brilliant. I mean, he was absolutely brilliant for Dave Martinez. And the Nats coming out of that bullpen, you know, striking out guys left and right, dropping the hammer and dropping the curveball down. You know, the the Nats looked absolutely lifeless. Uh, Give Milwaukee credit because, uh, you know, they jump out on top early. You know, Grandal, they get the walk. And then Grandal, who I believe is one for 16 in his life um, uh, against Max Scherzer and has had a terrible go of it in the postseason as well, Taz. He hits an absolute laser uh, over the right field wall. Uh, to give him an early two nothing lead, then you get the solo shot uh, in the th- second inning, and all of a sudden, blink of an eye, it's three nothing. Uh, Milwaukee Brewers. You're saying to yourself, "All right, well, I mean, y- you don't believe in the Nats. They looked like they were as tight as a drum in that bullpen, in that dugout as well. And the Milwaukee Brewers are going to find a way to win it, especially when you get into that bullpen. And I agree with you. Listen, I. I was watching the game at the time when Hader comes in. Mm. I didn't necessarily think the Nats were coming back to win that baseball game. I thought Josh Hader was gonna do what normally Josh Hader does. I yeah. mean, maybe faces a couple of strenuous spots where he's got a little bit of sweat on him, but I did not think that he was gonna give it up. And I understand he did not uh you know, you know, Grisham overruns the baseball, but at 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 best in that scenario, the game's tied at three. I mean Grisham's not gonna cut down the runner at home plate. Um, so you're looking at a scenario where potentially, then you know, it's a first and third or second and third scenario. If that play, if that, uh, if that throw goes home uh, with two outs and that game tied up at three, I never expected Hayter to give up the lead there.
1: No, I didn't either. I mean, especially he goes in, you know, right before he hit Taylor on the hands, uh, and he had he had, stri- he had a strikeout under his belt in the bottom of the eighth. And the thing is, real quick about that, that's something to discuss real quick. When Taylor got hit on the hands. I mean, it, it, you know, there was a little bit of a debate there that it hit the knob of the bat. I, I looked at it a few times. It looked like it hit the knob of the bat first to me. That's what it looked like to me, but, you know, and I, you know, I don't know. I mean, but whatever, he, he took his base. Yeah, I
0: think it's debatable. Yeah, I mean, I, it is. I do, looked, you know, and close. I think it's, uh, you know, I, 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 could, I, I could see where you're making that point. It's such a, you know. Bang bang uh, right. bang bang it's scenario yeah. there where, where where are you deciphering it? Did it hit the hand or did it hit the bat first? I think you can make the argument that potentially it hit the bat first.
1: Yeah, if you watch it over and over again, slow motion. Yeah, one time you'll watch it, it hit his hands. One time you watch yeah, it hit right. the bat. Exactly. You really can't. It's tough. It's a super crazy tough. And then he strikes out. Uh, who struck out? Turner I think struck out. And then uh, so now it's two outs. And next you know then the bloop, the broken bat bloop base hit by Ziminen. Um and the man was first and third two outs so that's when Hader really started getting in trouble once he got that once he got that that strikeout on Turner to get that second out I'm like all right this is all right he's gonna be all right he is, you know and then then when Zim got the broken bat blue base hit I'm like oh boy now it's first and third two outs right
0: and and, and then, and then, then when, right, right and yeah. then the Rendon walk who looked awful in his previous plate appearances in the game and then you get the Soto hit to right field which is a you know one one pitch Taz lefty on lefty you know he spreads out his stance a little bit. And then hits an absolute laser to right field, which Grisham then misplays, and all three runs score. Um, you know, it, it's it's tough because you you know this is why the wild card does work in Major League Baseball. You know, you work all season long. There's supposed to be a penalty for not winning your division. Right. You make the playoffs, but you don't win your division, and there's supposed to be a penalty. And the penalty is you've got nine more innings of baseball. And if you don't play a clean nine innings of baseball. You worked your rear end off for the better part of, what, five, five and a half months, right. and all you did was get one extra game. So, you know, <laughs> there's and, – and, and that's the problem you have in Milwaukee. I mean, Milwaukee, you best – I mean, Grisham hopped on that plane and head back home to Milwaukee, and you best believe he wished there was another game today. Yeah, of course. Or, of or, course. On, yeah. or on Thursday, Taz. But yeah. unfortunately, the, the line is so fine between these two teams, but this is why the wild card in Major League Baseball works because you get those kind of scenarios where – You know, Scherzer doesn't have it. And then you got Strasburg coming out of the bullpen. And then just one misstep, one mishap. As you mentioned, you know, Grisham had never made an error before in 42 previous games in the outfield for the Milwaukee Brewers. Makes an error last night, and Milwaukee's going home. Yeah, it's crazy. I I mean... You
1: laid out the wild card scenario and how it is that you know you got you got you got to win your division. But the wild card, I mean, it is exciting. Obviously, oh, it's the great. Games, the games are unbelievable. It's just, it's it's do or die. Like you said, it's nine innings. Let's go. That's it. it. all it all everything you did all those months, all those sacrifices, all that traveling, all those injuries, all the the treatment you get from trainers, all, all the ups and downs. And baseball is loaded with ups and downs, and and it comes down to one game, and and that's what happened. And the Brewers had this game. One, and you got a guy like Hayter on the Hill who's a stud normally and, and, and shuts teams out, shuts them down, I should say, and that didn't happen. That's why for me, I don't know how, I don't know, I'd love to get your take on it, but for me, I, I don't, like, I don't put blame on Grisham. He's a 22-year-old kid. He's a great player. He's going to be a great player. He made a bad mistake at a crucial time. He, and, and, you know, I've always learned as an athlete, and I know my son was coached this way too, no matter what sport you're playing, if you're going to make a mistake... Okay, be aggressive about it. You know, be. It sounds weird, but if you play enough sports, that's that's a statement that people understand. And and he was overly aggressive, and it it burnt them, and it burnt his team, Grisham. But but you know, I, I don't, I don't, I never believe a, a game comes down to one player. Like you can't blame, you know, you can't blame this kid. In my opinion, I'm not, I'm not saying you're blaming him, but I I can't, I'm not gonna put blame on him. If I'm his teammate, I'm picking him up. I'm picking him up on on, on that ride, that flight home. I'm like, dude, just don't worry, man. It happens, and we we had plenty of chances to win this game, whatever, and we should have won the game. And it's not about one play. That's I. You know, otherwise, this kid's gonna beat himself up all offseason. season. Like, not, yeah, you know.
0: and, and you know, I, I I think he probably will, regardless. Right, but I agree with right. you. I think the teammates, uh, and he, I, like I mentioned, you heard Yelich doing that uh, post game right, right, last right. night. Um, and I think the uh, they'll all pick him up. I think Council was doing it as well, Taz, after the game too. Um, so yeah, publicly or personally. I think you'll see that from from that Milwaukee brewer team, yeah and i i don't I don't disagree. I don't think it comes down to um one just singular play right. and, you know it's a bad error, and i you know i'm I'm trying to excuse it a little bit because I do think the ball kicked uh to his side that he was not anticipating, and you know the play is going so fast, and the ball was hit with great velocity that when that happens there's not great adjustment to be able to make and to be able to transition your weight and and your rhythm as a runner to be able to get in front of it. So I you know, I'm even giving them a little bit of a pass uh, mm. than maybe some would. Um I'm a, you know, I think the Brewers will look at, you know, maybe the you know, when they look at the top half of the fifth inning when they had first and second and one out and can't find a way to score a run there, Taz, and extend the lead and make it 4-1 to or 5-1 to in that inning uh, to really put the hammer down on the Washington Nationals that they kept it within range where the Nats didn't have to have this monumental inning in order to come back or a monumental couple frames in order to come back. There were more opportunities for tack-on runs for, Was- uh, for Milwaukee, Milwaukee in that, yeah. in that game. Uh, and I think they'll look back on those scenarios and say, you know, we should have scored a little bit more there. But... You know, he's going to wear it for a while, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, rightfully or wrongfully so. It's going to hang on him. And Washington, you know, they needed a break. I mean, they they really did. Right. They, they needed something to happen in a positive way for them uh, to finally get over this hump, Taz, because, you know, at, at the time when that game went final and I was watching them celebrate on the field last night, I mean, you could just sense it. I mean, kids are running around. Soto's getting tackled by his father. Um, You know, they're taking pictures and selfies on the field. Just the general release that they had after that game and just sheer joy realizing that they had finally done it, right? They had finally won a big playoff game. And they don't have to wear it anymore for guys that have been around that franchise. How about Ryan Zimmerman? Sure. You know, who's well, uh, you know who's been there basically from word go. Yeah. <laughs> and all he's seen is great regular seasons and playoff disappointment. You know, to see him smiling after that game to finally win a wild card game in advance and celebrate and have a beer or some champagne afterward as they did in the clubhouse. You know, Taz, I felt good for that Washington team. I did.
1: Yeah, no, no, I hear you. Even as a Met fan, I focused for them. But you know what? Now they got to deal with the Dodgers, so good luck. Uh, but, yeah, no, it was a was I think they big...
0: got a shot. Yeah. I'll tell you, I think they're uh, alive. I do think yeah. they got a shot. I do. I'm not telling you I think they're going to definitely win the series, but I do think that they've shown you a lot of resiliency this year. 19-31 and 31 or 19-32, you know, everyone was firing Dave Martinez, and then they came steamrolling down the stretch from that point forward at the second-best record in all of Major League Baseball.
1: Right, yeah, no, no, they definitely got momentum on this. Side right now, that just as you know, that Dodgers club is is tremendous. Oh no, but, they're great. Yeah, so so it'll be interesting to see. But you know, listen, and real quick, one more thing on the kid Grisham on and Trent Grisham made the error I do think like plays like this in big situations that are clutch. I do think they either make you or break you, and I think this play will make this kid. I think he'll be he'll become a better ball player. And he'll have a better career because he's going to learn from this. That's that's how I feel about it. So
0: hopefully he does. Well, have yeah, I hope so. And he's a good, good young player. The Milwaukee Brewers are not going anywhere. Uh, They've right. got a lot of right. good young players on their team, yeah. and they'll have Yelich coming back off of that fractured kneecap as well. You know, and uh, and he'll be back with that squad next year, Taz. No, a game that lasts, went under three hours, right? Right around three-hour mark yeah, is when yeah. that game went final, too. I mean, that's what you want if you're Rob Manfred in Major League Baseball, right? A riveting yep. wild-card yep. game that's that doesn't go four and a half, five hours. <laughs> yeah, no, no, And ends up it being good. a 4-3 final. You get the celebration. The Nat fans who packed that ballpark last night uh, were fired up, certainly. We'll hear from some of the Brewers, some of the Nats. We'll do that next. Touch upon the American League wild-card game, Rays and Athletics. Later on tonight, we'll get into that next. It's Taz and Moose just getting going here on this Wednesday morning. It's CBS Sports Radio. This is Major League Baseball legend Frank Thomas. You're listening to Taz and Moose on the CBS Sports Radio.
2: It's Taz and the Moose
1: on CBS Sports Radio.
3: It's
0: Taz and the
3: Moose on
0: CBS Sports Radio. All right, CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line is brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance.
1: All right, yeah, let's uh, go uh, Let's go to Baltimore. Talk to Ken. Listen, on 1300 AM. Uh, Ken, uh, you're on with Taz
3: and Moose. Good What's idea. up? Taz and Moose. Moose and Taz. What's up, gentlemen? What's How's going, going on, man? Ken? You know you both are fantastic. Moose, you know I've been calling you for, for a long time, so you know you're fantastic. How you doing?
0: Good, Kenny. Good morning, buddy. How are you?
3: Alright. Man, I like calling you guys when I want to disagree with you.
0: Right. What do you play- got?
3: What do you got? I've been playing sports all my life. Uh, mm-hmm. Taz, you're a professional. Moose, you've been playing. There are certain times that it does come down to a last play. Uh, for example, Bill Buckner. That right. was the last play. That was a when it, when it comes to when it's the final finality of the game, it can come down to the last play. Now, last night, it came down to that play because they had the lead. They never recaptured that lead. But in sports, there's always been plays that, matter of fact, Nelson Cruz in the World Series for Texas, he misplayed that ball. He catches that ball. The game
0: is over. Right, they beat the cards. I think you yeah.
1: misunderstood. No, I'm the, Ken. Just so you understand, yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I, I, think you might have misunderstood what I when I say that mm. the game doesn't come to one down to one play. I mean, I always believe in no matter what sport it is. There's there's a plethora of other opportunities throughout the game to get a team to that spot. To that spot. I played sports my whole life uh, as a yes, professional yes. wrestler and all that and and there's mm-hmm. pressure there too even though it's a show and uh-huh. and guys make mistake in the ring on worldwide TV but, and you know and and you don't you know look what was your what was your main sport as an athlete what was your best sport for you
3: my best sport was baseball okay I played ba- basketball second but my best sport was baseball all right so what position did you play? Uh, let's just narrow it down to one. Uh, let's just say uh, second base.
1: Okay, so you're a middle infielder. Okay, cool. So mm-hmm. now if, you, if you're if you in a game and, and then the shortstop that you're playing next to there, he, he makes an error to cost you guys a game. I'm sure that happened while you were playing. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to beat the guy up about it, right? No, you... no,
3: no. We're not talking about beating anybody up. Right. We're talking about the fact that it does sometimes come to down to the last play. Because, see, what we did in the first inning and in the second inning, all the errors that we made, it made no difference. But when we're winning the game, let's say we're winning the game three to two. It's two outs. Someone hits a regular ball to me at second base. And when I get the ball, I throw it to first, we win the game. But if it goes through my legs and they score two runs and they win, that was because of my error, right. not because of what happened three three innings ago, one inning ago. One play. Okay,
1: well, Ken. Well, Ken. How about we talk about in that actual inning in the bottom eight? So, what about so Hader hits Taylor on the hands with a pitch, and he uh-huh. takes his base. So, so that right. that's an important part right there because Taylor Correct. ends up scoring. Then Zimmer Then he gives up a broken bat, blue base hit to Zimmerman. Okay, so right. that's on Hader too, I guess, right? And then he walks Rendon. So, I mean, all these yeah. guys scored. So, I mean, but that's the, what I'm saying. It doesn't come down to one play. And understand yeah. Grisham made the error, but still, you know what I
3: mean? Yeah, but Grisham made the error when they were winning. Uh, everything else that was happening. Uh, that you just said, they they were they were still winning. It didn't cost them nothing. But Those guys were they, put on base, Ken. If those guys yeah,
1: are not put they, on base, they, the 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 error don't really matter. The guy gets they, a base hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: but they scored when the, they scored when the guy makes the error.
1: If they scored the because Hader got the guys on base. That's why they scored. The
3: error. He didn't make the error. He didn't make that,
0: yeah, but we're around, I mean, we're coming around. I mean, guys have to be on base in order to score. Right. And, you
2: know, I, I get that. And the game but, is tied if he makes the play correctly in right field. And then right. the she next batter the ball in gets front front of I mean He
0: keeps the ball in front of right. him. So, but, but there are, I mean, there, I mean, Ken is not wrong. There are instances where if a guy, I mean, he brought up Buckner. There are other instances as well of guys, if they did their job, it does come down. You could look back in the game, but it does come down to a play. If he does his job, the game's yeah. over. Yeah, I mean, a,
1: that's a simplistic way to look at it. I understand. That's all true. Well, no, it's I, true. Remember the Buckner. I mean, no, it, it's true. But, it is true. But, there, you but can't things happened before away. Buckner. Thank you. That's my point. I, you I, can't just fall away. Well, things I, happened before. No, well, but those are vital parts I of the game. Everything, everything I, they, matters. Well,
0: hey, Jennifer, well, hold on a second I, here. I mean, we're, what, we're splitting hairs, hairs yeah. here in terms of... Can I say... Yeah, go ahead, Ken. One quick thing. Yes, yes. This is a beautiful debate,
3: but let's really go back to Buckner. What I'm trying to say is... That was a regular play. If Buckner makes that play, it's for now. It's finished. They win the game. Everything else that went beforehand, whether it was two men on base or three men on base, it does not matter because the game would have been over. His last play was the reason why they lost. I'm talking about a regular play.
0: Right. Yeah,
3: no, and you're not wrong. You're right. That's all I'm saying. Just a regular play. I'm not talking about a, a fantastic play that you have to backhand. I'm talking about yeah, – It's a routine reg- ground ball, man. It's a routine ground ball. It's a routine ground, ground ball. ball. Right, right. He makes the play. The game is over, correct? Well, absolutely.
2: We appreciate the call, well, Let me interject from Pete's behalf. The, that game, the Buckner play, the game was tied. It was tied already, so So the game was. So the game, they were not going to win if he makes that play and steps on first base, because a wild pitch let Mookie Wilson score. That game was three three or four four. Right.
0: Well, there was a confluence of issues in that game. I mean, but but that's
2: the point. Like all those things, yes, like the error allows the winning run to score, but the winning run got on base somehow. So all of those things are connected. You can't separate them in any way.
1: Well, no, I I, 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 mean. agree. I uh, those things happen, right. right. I that's why I I I'm, I'll go to my grave feeling as a, as a former athlete and as a sports fan that it, the game doesn't come down to one plan. Right. I understand what Ken's saying. Moose, I understand what you're saying. I, those are vital errors. The Buck the thing is something that goes down in history. As a Mets fan, I'm cool with it. But still, <laughs> but but I'm just saying like it's like I I. I don't look at it like that. I mean, I look at it like there are things that we could have set ourselves up as a team throughout the
2: game right. to put us in such a, a, a position not to worry about one play. I mean, I, I'm, I'm re-watching the game now because I fell asleep in the fifth inning, and Keyston Hero just struck out with first and second in the fifth against go. Scherzer. If he gets a hit, well, now it's, it's, it's the point 4-1. I brought up in the opening segment. But, yeah,
0: I mean, the the very fact is he also had 104 strikeouts in the span of, you know, when he initially got called up as the Brewers' oh, yeah, number I mean, one prospect. Right. So, I mean, he's he a strikeout-prone the point is player.
2: you can the the game progresses everything is connected it didn't have to still be 3-1 in the 8th inning they could have added on after they only they didn't score for the second inning it could have been 6-1 by that time well, right. could, and everything is completely I, different I so you can't you can't just it does never the only thing that comes close to boiling down in my mind to one play was the Galarraga non perfect game. Because literally, I mean, they get, that is the last play of the game that, that the umpire messed up well, on. I mean, but even that game, things happened before that right, to right. obviously have him in position uh, it's to sports, almost man. have the perfect game.
1: That's just sports, it, the way I see it. I mean, right. it's just They're sports. All,
2: look, everything is connected.
0: But, uh, uh, we, uh, wait, hold huh. Wait. Wait so up? you look at you look at a play. So the only play you think that ever in the history of sports that comes down to one thing is the is the Joyce blown call first well, base. No,
2: Eve, that's the closest thing to me that you can boil down to like one singular moment that decides things. But even that's connected to the previous twenty six batters that all made out that put him in that position. It's the it, there. There's no way to disconnect one play from another. Oh, I mean, I I,
0: I mean, I, I look at it. I mean, I don't think everyone should wear goat horns. I think that it comes down to a scenario whether it be Mitch Williams, whether it be last night Hater not doing his job and allowing guys to get on base. I get that, but you know, let's not. I mean, if Grisha makes a play, the game's tied. I mean, the game's tied with another batter coming up with probably men on second and third, and the game tied up at three. It's not. It's not down four three. Right. And but he didn't do his job. I mean, he that, didn't that's do his job, but neither did to. Josh Hader. No, right. I, that's I, that was the point put, I'm making.
1: Hader put all these guys on base. I, I get I'm it. not blaming Hader either. I, I, I understand.
0: <laughs> well, no, I put blame on Hader in the opening segment. I, I think Hader deserves to. He didn't do his job. I mean, he he was coming as a dominant reliever, and he did not do his job, especially with the very fact of. You know the Zimmerman broke it. Hit the hit by pitch, and then the walked Anthony Rendon. When you have a three one lead at that stage, he certainly put his team in a precarious spot. And then Soto comes through with the big hit. Hater deserves to wear some goat horns, but as does Grisham. Yeah,
1: yeah no, and, and the Grisham thing. Listen, you were trying to give him a benefit of that a little bit on on a, a funky hop, and I understand that Grisham in right field. But like I said, he overplayed the ball. He it was a bad mistake. He, he was too aggressive approaching the ball. I mean, and like I'm telling you, that that's something that. Players and coaches and people who played understand if you're over aggressive and you make the mistake it sucks but you'd rather that than be passive and he wasn't yeah you know, he was over aggressive it was a bad mistake but I believe in there like I always I don't care if it's football basketball ba- whatever sport there are things throughout the game that's what makes the game that that sets the tone that it should never come down to one play it does I know that but it, it shouldn't have to that's why it's tough it's, I don't believe in putting blame on someone now mental error. That's a little little different. If someone makes a mental error, then I don't want say you put blame on them, but that, as a teammate, you get a little more ticked off because you weren't mentally prepared, you weren't mentally locked in. A physical error, over-aggressive error, hey, man, guys are going to pick you up. That's what athletes do because it, it, it could be you that makes a mistake next.
0: That's yeah, the way it goes. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, and while mental and physical error can be connected. If you don't mentally put your glove down in order to feel the baseball, I mean, then it becomes well, that yeah, a mental no. and physical. No, error. No, I'm
1: saying making a uh, when I Being say mental error, I mean, I forgot a, how many
0: outs. Right, were exactly. And like that's didn't what I'm saying. When I, like that's, messages, that's that's
1: you know. what I mean. I'm not talking about mechanical mental error. I'm talking about hey. uh, there's a force at second, and I, you know, threw the ball at first. I could have just stopped. Right. It's a bad example. I see what you're saying. Just saying that that type of mental.
0: Yeah, of I mean, listen. Anyway, you cut it, Milwaukee's going to have a long off season. This is yeah. a game yeah. that, uh, conceivably, at worst, should have been tied up at three going, or at best, should have been probably tied up at three going into the top half of the ninth inning. If Hader then was able to get the next guy out, and fortunately, the th- all three runs score, they're down four three, and then Hudson comes in to close it out for the Nats. Um, and they go home, and the Nats march on and celebrate as they get set to take on the Los Angeles Dodgers. Bogus is here. You heard him. Here he is with your update. What's going on, Andrew? Guys,
2: let's go right back to that NL wildcard game. So, was it over when the Nats were 19-31 and 31 in May? Was it over when they were down 3 nothing last night? Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Of course it wasn't. The Nationals rally started <laughs> with Trey Turner's... You remember Germany bombing Pearl Harbor? Yes, that's okay. what I remember. I was, yeah. I was actually uh, in Pearl Trey Turner's yes. solo shot in In The third, that rally, took a little bit of a break and then resumed in this now infamous eighth inning. Bases loaded, two outs. Juan Soto against Brewers closer Josh Hader. Hader, the set, the kick, here it comes. Swing and a line drive, base and run. Third out after three runs scored for a 4-3 lead. That was Charlie Slows on Nationals radio. The ball did seem to take an odd bounce to the right of Milwaukee right fielder Trent Grisham as he charged Soto's single. Grisham's out there because of Christian Yelich's broken kneecap. Now, all of this began with Hayter hitting pinch hitter Michael A. Taylor, kinda, The pitch might have hit the bottom of Taylor's bat before getting his left hand. Honestly,
3: you know, it could go both ways. You know, obviously with these reviews, they can uh, definitely, I mean, you can look at it both ways. So it definitely looked like it got the bat, but it also got his hand.
2: Hader and the Brewers lost the challenge, so Taylor got first base. Daniel Hudson closed out the 4-3 win for Washington after three scoreless innings of relief from Steven Strasburg. First time ever he has pitched out of the bullpen regular season or playoffs. Patrick Corbin now starts Game 1 of the Division Series at Dodger Stadium tomorrow night. The AL wildcard game is this evening, just after 5 Pacific in Oakland. The A's will start lefty Sean Manaya over righty Mike Fires. The Rays had already committed to their ace, Charlie Morton. Cincinnati Bengals wideout. John Ross expected to miss multiple weeks of so their injuring his right shoulder in Monday night's loss in Pittsburgh. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones said yesterday they got the best possible news on Tyron Smith's high ankle sprain From Sunday night in New Orleans, the left tackle unlikely to play this weekend against the Packers, but that could be the only game he misses. Giants wide out Golden Tate, Patriots tight end Ben Watson, and Titans left tackle Taylor Lewan, among the players now back from their season-opening four-game PED suspensions. The WNBA Finals even threw two games after the Suns' 99-87 win in Washington. The Mystics played most of the night. Without Elena Donne because of back spasms, she'll have an MRI today, Game 3 Sunday in Connecticut, and the new NHL season begins tonight. The Blues hoist their Stanley Cup banner, then play the Capitals at 8 Eastern. Guys?
0: All right. Thank you, Andrew. 855 212 cbs is your number to call. We're talking about the Nats' big wild card victory last night at home against the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh-huh.
1: Let's uh, go out to Modesto, California, talk to Alejandro. Hey, you're listening on 1140 AM. How's it going, man? You're on with Taz and the Moose.
3: Pretty good. How are you guys? Yo, what's, what's, up, up, man? what's up,
1: How
0: you doing, buddy?
3: Well, I got to be pretty quick, but uh, all I wanted to say is, uh, you know, in sports, you're taught to forget about the past and just focus on the play at hand. And uh, whatever happens before that, then it's got to be bygone. You got to just play your play. and uh, Right with those results.
1: Yeah, yeah. What's your point though? That's true. I agree with you. Which what, what, point? I mean, what's your point though?
3: Well, the point is, it doesn't matter how many uh, how how those players got on base. You know, you got to make your play. No, oh, no, yeah. That's
1: you must have joined the conversation in the middle because that's not what we were talking about. We were talking about how someone can be um, not blame, but like you put the onus on on a teammate or whatever. It's just that 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 blame goes on a guy because. It's the last play of the game. In this case, it wasn't, but it cost them a bunch of runs or cost them the game. But there are, my point was there are a series of events that make that happen to get to that point. Not, and I agree with you. You, you got to move on. You can't live in the past in sports. You have to have a super ultra short memory. But that kind of wasn't the conversation. You might maybe you joined in the middle of it, I don't know. I got out of work, and I joined in a little late. No problem. It's all good, man. man. Appreciate the call, dude. You Thanks. know,
0: but, um, yeah, I mean, he guys were on base. Guys score. So, you know, to, we were talking about before, you know, before Andrew's update. 4-3 game, closer comes in, gives up a solo shot to surrender the lead. Does it come down to that at bat? Uh, does it come down to that at bat? Uh, do I mean, you put I, blame
1: on the closer? Do I put blame? Blin- no. Uh, well, in regards to hater guys I'm No, bench? no,
0: I'm just talking about prime example. You see it all the time during right. Major League Baseball. 4-3 right. game, 5-4 right. game, 8-7 game, whatever it might be. I right. bring my closer in, you know, he uh, gives up a solo home run, game ties up at 8, you go to extra innings, you eventually end up losing. Do you put blame on the closer?
1: I mean, I it, as a fan, I get mad at the closer, but I understand that there are things that happen that we should have been in that position. We should give him more of a pad uh, that that it shouldn't come down to one run. Well, the, but that, so that's, his job uh,
0: is to close. Those I know down. Listen, out.
1: you asked me. A, you asked me a question. I answered the question. No, I understand. If you don't the like answer the answer, sorry.
0: I mean, it's not that. It's just a I debate. Mean, it's know. a conversation. Oh, I, no I guess I'm looking yeah. at a scenario where you know, you know, we could always. I mean, everything. There's a, a number of things in life that can come down to more than just one thing happening. And, and, and you were looking at sports as being an example here, you can look over the course of a, a football game and say, well, I should have been more efficient in the first quarter, and the game shouldn't have been close in the fourth quarter. Then, You can rationalize that out any which way in, in terms of a tough loss, but guys are also brought in there to do their jobs. And when they don't do their jobs, that comes along with being a professional athlete. I mean, that, that's the way I look at it as well. I, listen, Hader was bad last night. We talked about it at the start sure, of the show. He was. It doesn't all come down to Grisham's one singular play. He doesn't have to put Trent, Trent Grisham in that scenario where the bases are loaded 2 run lead and Soto hits a rocket to right field. I don't disagree with any of that. But also, Grisham did not do what he was expected to do, which was field the baseball and not allow the ball to get by him.
1: Absolutely, I agree with all that, and that's all true. And I think Grisham be the first one to tell you, "Hey, that that onus onus falls on me." But his teammates say, "Nah, not so fast," because they could be in that position. And the thing is, as, as far as like, I, I, look if you're in a if you're in a, a post game um, film session the next day after a football game, and this happens or this this game here with the Brewers, okay, a coach or a manager, they're going to say, "Guys, listen." we can't put ourselves in a position where it comes down to an error okay and hey grish you got to make that play that play you got to make that and you know you got to make that play he'll tell him that and that has to be said but but it doesn't it, he will preface it first by saying it never co- it should never come down to one play. That means, I mean, with the Patriots, that don't happen that much. Like, for, just for example, I think of greatness, I think of the Pats, right? I mean, I'm sure somebody could call, or you could tell me a time in history, because I'm not an encyclopedia, that the Patriots game did come down to one play. But most of the times, my feel as a football fan, just talking football for a second, when you watch the Patriots, it never comes down to one play. They always make sure there's enough pad and lead for their offense to, to win the game. Usually, usually, you know what I mean. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, well, not. let well, about a great
0: team. I'm yeah, giving no, it great. No, I get it. I get I'm not it. I mean, saying the break Seattle, down the, 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 the Seattle Seahawks game came down to one play I, play call I, at the end of the game. No, you I look I, at Venitario early in when they were going on Super Bowl runs. He's kicking field goals late in games to win no, no, for no, the you New England Patriots. Point. I mean, I'm not explaining it right. I know I shouldn't have brought that up. But no, that, no, that, why? No,
1: because it's a good conversation. No, because the thing is, this what I mean is I. I don't want to be taken literally. I'm saying as an overview, like a great franchise, like I'm just mentioned the Pats because they're a great franchise that win mostly all the time. So that's what I'm saying. No, I get it,
0: but Taz, I look at the Patriots differently. I look at them being able to handle pressure and game situations. Well, that they're so prepared mentally and physically that the game and the pressure does not get to them. That's that's what I think separates. I, I I I don't disagree with you that there have been many instances where They've, they're lean games by you know, 25 points, 28 points, 30 points in the third and fourth right. quarter where the game is over. But when they're not, the, the Patriots are the most mentally and physically prepared team in the National Football League to play their best when the pressure's on the most. Right. That's what I when I look at New England and you know we can you know there are every there are numerous examples of games even with great teams that come down to one play or come down to not or a kick or a touchdown or a drive late or you know a non you know interception whatever it might be to seal the victory but I look at I look at the New England Patriots as what separates them to me as a football team is that the pressure never gets to them and that's I think for the most part and I think that is Aside from being the Giants, for the most part, I think that's what really kind of makes me uh, kind of jealous of them and yeah. what they've been able to accomplish oh, I, here during Bill Belichick's era. I, I agree with all of that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like you know, like you
1: said about there's been a bunch of games where they have a big lead, and it's true. And that, that's oh yeah, the of course, they're mean, a great
0: team. I, I mean, mean, they have been over right. the years, but they're, I mean, they've had championship moments where they've been decided by a defensive play, a drive, right. a non-drive, everything and the like. You know, so. Well, they uh, also
1: capitalize. When you make a mistake, they're going to capitalize. And yeah, And that's what they right. do all, and, they the all
0: and, and, Taz, they also had one of the m- most miraculous catches ever in the history of the Super Bowl go against them.
1: Uh, very the true. The David
0: Tyree, the Tyree catch. Tyree catch, yeah. Where it was basically yeah. super glued to his helmet. Yeah, no, I know. I know. Uh, uh, more I reaction from the players last night's big wild card win down in Washington from the Nats, and we'll touch upon tonight's AL wild card game as well. It's Taz and Moose with you here on this Wednesday morning, CBS Sports Radio.
1: It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio.
0: It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, time right now to Ask the Pros, where you, the listener, get to ask us a question brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Go to ask slash pros. submit your question, be listening later on the show. We might answer your question. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices, excellent customer service. At O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices. Every single day. We've been talking a lot about the play in right field last night. Uh, by Trent Grisham. The misplay, Josh Hader, certainly did not do his job as well as the Nats do move on. Here's Grisham after the game and after that Aaron Wright.
3: Topsman coming up, so I was getting ready to
1: throw to home. Came in a little off balance. Um, kind of took a little funky off on me just because
0: I came in off balance. Didn't really gather myself. Uh, ball got by me and just went back there and tried to get in as quickly as I could. Yeah, what says the manager? Here's Craig Council.
2: That's about playing in these games that's you know that's part of playing in these games and it's um, disappointing and I'm sure Tr- Trent's disappointed but uh, for all these guys, Trent's why we're here you know Trent got us here um, big part of getting us here.
0: yeah and you know what he is and Council reiterated that during his postgame presser task and we mentioned about Christian Yelich. here is Yelich, the injured star reigning MVP in the National League uh, talking about Grisham afterward. Nobody wants that to happen. It's just the game of baseball. Um, You know, I have to watch it again, but it kind of looked like the ball kind of kicked funny um, wherever it hit, whatever kind of spin it had, and um, it just happened. It's going to be magnified because um, there's a lot of eyes watching. It's a big stage, but
2: um, he's a huge reason that we're even playing in this game.
0: No doubt. He was great and brilliant, really, uh, when Yelich goes out with that broken kneecap, that fractured kneecap, Taz, and uh, they would not have been in that situation last night uh, without without him, and for the Washington Nats, the exultation right for Soto, a young star outfielder playing left field for Dave Martinez and the Nats. You know, afterward you could he- see the joy on his face as all the Nats were celebrating. His family and attendance was a, a really a cool scene. Uh, here's Soto after the game. I just started to keep going. Uh, I see Bobby sending Rendon to to the play, so I want to make sure they throw the ball to third baseman, so and let him score, make a rundown over there, and. Try to make him score. Yeah, and that's, and that's the thing there. For Dave Martinez, the Nats manager, he said uh, basically imploring his team to play the final out, which they absolutely did.
2: Yeah. They play uh, to the last out. Sorry. You know? i sorry. Uh, every day.
1: They don't quit until the 27th out is recorded. Um, and honestly, for me, I kind of got used to it. And, you know, we're sitting there, and nobody ever thought we were, were, were ever done until that last out was. It, really, I mean, the dugout was fired up. Yeah, they they they, they have a lot of heart. They they play with a lot of heart. Yeah, they do, and they play. And that kid Soto's got a lot of poise for 20 years old. He's a young guy, and his 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 future is ultra bright. So his upside's insanely high. So yeah, Uh, yeah. But they play with poise. They they got a lot of poise. This club for real.
0: Uh, do the do? Are you? Um, I'm trying to think of the right word. Um, you know, do you believe in like karma?
1: Yes. You do, do believe in car. I do believe in car. Uh,
0: so you believe, like. You Especially
1: know, if it works towards my advantage.
0: <laughs> of course. <Yeah. laughs> Good line. Yeah. Uh, if you have. Um, if things are going well, like, do you believe in, like, luck? Are you wearing, like, things are going well? Do you, like, when you were wrestling, things are going well? Are you wearing the same, like, yeah, attire? Actually. Are you doing the same stuff? Did you believe in that when you were? When I you did.
1: Were... I did a little bit. I did. I, I wore a lot of times the same socks. If I had good match, I'd always make sure in bigger match, I'd wear those socks. Did you so, wash them? To... Yeah, yeah, I no, did. No, some guys some... don't wash them. Well, I, I there was one. There was a couple times where we were working back-to-back nights, and I had big matches, and I had to wear them back. So I, I didn't always wash them when I came <laughs> off from of the road. I did, but I always uh, like in in bigger matches. I wore the same boots usually too. So a little
0: superstitious, a
1: little superstitious. Even like now as a fan, like I will watch the Buffalo Bills. I wear the same my same red Bills T-shirt. I have now. I got to change it because they lost. Well, so, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, maybe they'll begin a winning streak again. Yeah, I um, so I bring that up because did you see? So Dave Martinez, right, the Nats manager, usually has the customary five o'clock shadow. Yeah. Right? Yes. And that's on purpose. Yes. He lets it grow in. Right. He lets it grow in. He wouldn't shave it. Yesterday, uh, when he was going to, you know, uh, put the trimmer on, he put the wrong blade in. Oh, man. I've done that. And he trimmed his beard or trimmed the growth a little too much. And instead of having the, as they said, the 5 o'clock shadow, he had probably the noon shadow. So it kind of threw <laughs> no guys shadow. off a little bit. Yeah, yeah. The fact that Oof. he looked a lot more clean-shaven mm-hmm. than he did. Remember, the Nats were rotten, eight-game winning streak going into the game last night. Closed out the regular season steamroll, won 93 games. But Martinez, who obviously believes in a little bit of superstition and believes in a little bit of karma, he unfortunately yesterday, when he went to go clean himself up and get himself ready for a big wild-card game, <sighs> He had the wrong blade on his trimmer. And anybody who's had any
1: kind of a beard and trimmed or used clippers to trim, you know, like you could make, once you go with the wrong blade and you go a little low, there's no turning back. You have to do the rest of it. You have to be consistent with your facial hair. My point is you can't like go, oh, I went with the wrong low one and now go back to the high one because you'll have a chunk missing out of the side of your face. Of the hair. Right. So my point is, once you, once he went that way, Martinez, probably was like, ah, damn it. Now i got to trim the rest of it this length. And there goes, you know, superstitious Jones. Then yeah, there's a problem. Yeah, right. Then it all of a sudden but they won. So yeah. I mean, well, they you know. won. Now <laughs> yeah. I'm sure.
0: Now the question is, yeah. if you were Dave, they finally win a playoff game, do you go back to the old look or do you sport the new look? Well, he's in a good spot right now because he won with the old look. Anyone with the new look. Right, but I'm asking you, if you were him, uh, I'd go with the new look. I'd go with the new look, too. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go back to the 5 o'clock shadow as they get set for the Dodgers series coming up. They're yeah. going to need all the help they can get uh, going up against the best team in the National League, the Los Angeles Dodgers. But it's an intriguing one. Do you go back to the, ga- the look in which you finally advanced mm. in the playoffs, or do you go back to the look in which your team rallied and steamrolled down the stretch? I'd say
1: the last girl you danced with at the dance, and that's the, 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 lo- the 2 o'clock or <laughs> 12 o'clock show. Shadow, whatever what we feel it is. Yeah, yeah, the lower one. I'd go with
0: the last look. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, so there you have it. Uh, we'll get into a little football. Kirk Cousins is apologizing, Taz. We'll tell you That's to great. who he's apologizing for. No, and it's not all the Vikings fans, which is an easy answer. Uh, but we'll tell you which teammate he's apologizing to. We'll get into that next. It's Taz and Moose on a Wednesday morning, CBS Sports Radio.